Go ahead. The senile fossils ruling the United States see red. Smelling their destruction, they have decided to check the storm by passing the deportation law affecting all foreign radicals. We, the American anarchists, do not protest, for it is futile to waste any energy on feeble-minded creatures led by His Majesty Phonograph Wilson. Do not think that only foreigners are anarchists. We are a great number right here at home. Deportation will not stop the storm from reaching these shores. The storm is within and very soon will leap and crash and annihilate you in blood and fire. You have shown no pity to us. We will do likewise. And deport us. We will dynamite you. Either deport us or free all. The American Anarchists. 1919. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Tabletop Garden, the actual play podcast where we collaborate on short, self-contained stories about interesting characters and do it with an agenda. I'm Gregory Avery Weir, and we are going to continue The Great Molasses Flood. This episode will be uh, relatively chill compared to some recent ones as the investigation gets started, and I hope that it provides a welcome change of pace. If you want to get the next episode a week early, you can support my work on Patreon at patreon.com slash Gregory Avery Weir. I appreciate it if you're already a supporter, and if that's not the way that you want to help out, I'd also appreciate you checking out my work at gregoryaveryweir.itch.io, where you can see a bunch of the video games I've made, and also a new release that is free. You, in fact, cannot donate for it at all, uh, which is Waiting for Fiasco. Uh, For a long time, I've had a, an in-progress work that was a fiasco playset for classic fiasco where you are playing out an existentialist play and uh, you should check it out I think it's really cool uh, it's very silly but also uh, weirdly appropriate to the setting so you can check that out you can check all my other stuff out at gregoryaveryweir.itch.io and otherwise I very much appreciate it if you spread the word about the show Uh, Whether that's reviewing, whether that's tweeting about it or posting about it wherever, putting a link to it in a Discord that you think would be a good fit, telling your friends. I don't do much promotion of this outside of my own feeds, so uh, anything you can do to help would be very much appreciated. So the Great Molasses Flood, as you may be aware, uses Rosette Diceless, which is a role-playing system that Melissa and myself developed. You can check out more about Rosette Diceless at rosetterpg.com. And our agenda, in addition to our normal one, which is to honestly portray diverse characters, pursue healthy play practices, and craft story with responsibility, for this campaign, we're also trying to make our game consensus-based, story-focused, and improvisational. We now resume Tabletop Garden, The Great Molasses Flood. So hey, how's everyone doing? 
I am. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Uh, a little uh, sleep deprived, but uh, <laughs> life is generally going pretty well. I got a B on my sleep score last night, so <laughs> Excellent. I'm okay. I got a C. That's a passing grade. <laughs> Yeah, C is rough though. It's rough when you get into C. Yeah. C is for can't sleep. That's that's what C is for. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take a remedial course. However, I yeah. I have been I have hit ten thousand steps two days in a row now, so it's starting to become a trend. Excellent. Yeah, congrats. So last time when we had stopped, you had sur- well, you remember being killed in the Great Molasses Flood. After which you woke up in 2019 and were told by someone named Ashley that you were to stop the efforts of the cut-up men from changing time. You were sent back nine days to January 6th, and when you read or heard that Theodore Roosevelt was dead, you all knew that your dream wasn't a dream, or at least probably wasn't, and you met up uh, at the Copse Hill Burial Ground, which is overlooking this neighborhood and its massive building-sized molasses tank that you now know is just days away from bursting. We discussed your goal and consequence for this upcoming investigation conflict. So your goal is to stop the cut-up men's plan, and the consequence, if you fail, is to be remembered shamefully by history. And so, before I before we go into into the turn order, I want to real quick review the general clues that I think you have. And if any of you have something that I don't mention, feel free to hop in. You know that uh, that that tank, which is run by Purity Distilling, is was making weird noises for a while, kind of bubbling and and rumbling. Um, for days beforehand. You remember that early beforehand you saw what you believe is a cut-up man um, speaking to George Leahy, who's uh, one of the firefighters, and you know that you saw smoke coming out, a smoke or a steam or something coming out of the top of the tank just before it burst. Um, It burst out, and the, the roof kind of fell straight down. There was a uh, an elevated train that just barely missed being destroyed, and its uh, its driver ran back across the tracks to stop another train, but that the the tracks themselves were badly damaged. I think that's about all the the sort of clues and, and bits and pieces that you remember. Those of you who have been around the neighborhood know that the tank seems to seems to attract children. They seem to collect some. They go to the tank with pails and, and come back with them full of presumably molasses. So, yeah, I think, is there anything else that should be mentioned as, like, bits and pieces or clues? I think you got a newspaper story that said, that from the day after, that said that there was suspected to be, that there was suspected to be the cause of some sort of high internal pressure. And we also, if we have questions for the future... We can send a telegram to Ashley, care of mm-hmm. Rockefeller something. Yeah, the Rockefeller Foundation is the. Foundation. Uh, you're you're gonna th- send the bill for the telegram to them, and then you've got just a number. We'll say that's how telegrams work. I'm not sure that's how telegrams work. You've got a contact. <laughs> you got contact information via telegram to send those. It's an email address. I also would like to review that we. Um, 
as a team had a mantra. Oh, yeah. What's that mantra? No project, no flood. Also, fuck Roosevelt. (laughs) (laughs) Noted. Okay. So, Sam, you are up first. And Mm. with uh, with Rosette Diceless, folks are welcome to chat amongst themselves, set each other up for, for actions, all that sort of thing. So... We can you can certainly talk for a while before you have to make an action. Okay. So what is a good avenue of investigation? So do you know George Lorenzo? George the fireman? <laughs> fireman? Yeah, that's what we call him. He's the designated fireman. So you're uh, you're acquainted? Yeah, no, I know George. He was. Uh, I, I remember he. Um, what I'm remembering, if I'm remembering that thing that didn't happen, I guess right. Mm-hmm. There was we this guy we saw hanging out outside, and George said he'd go and take care of it. Got it. So we ran out and talked to him. Hmm. That's all I know. All right. Mm-hmm. We didn't go by the tank or anything like that yet, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, you've only seen it from sort of outside of its fence with guards. And there are guards there all the time? I don't know that you've cased it enough to be sure. You can deceive right now that there are just a couple of equivalent of cops for the time hanging out outside. They don't look particularly attentive, but they are like right at the gate. Since I blend in with folks who would be hanging out on the dock, maybe I should give the area a good mosey. And see what the lay of the land is. See if I see anything that looks out of place. Like, I don't know, some sort of contraption. uh, Or some sort of package or something that might be what causes this pressure to build up inside the tank. So what I'm going to do. So I guess we part ways here. I'll I'll take a look around and I'll meet y'all. You all. People from Rhode Island probably don't say (laughs) y'all. I'll uh, I'll take a look around and meet you back here in an hour or two. All right. Sounds good. So I'm uh, going to mm-hmm. do. Should we do like a you know a quick hands in? No project, no flood. Before we go, like a sports team. Yeah, like a sports ball sitch. <laughs> we already draw enough attention, <laughs> I think, without that. All right. So I'm going to pass for my own health. <laughs> well, good luck, Sam. Thank you. Okay, so this is going to be, I think this might be a body attack. This might be like okay. perception, right? Like All right. me seeing as best I can see, ma- mapping it out, you know, things like that. So it's a body I'm going to boost with. I'm going to boost with code switching. Okay. Because I'm going to, I'm trying to blend in and look totally normal and not be like, one, a black guy wandering around near a facility that is slightly secured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and two, don't mind me, I'm just an old ship hand. So going to boost with code switching. And you're walking in public areas, you're not like trying to get in behind the scenes anywhere yeah public areas only strolling around Mm -hmm. seeing what i can see especially since i have seen it from up on the hill 
I should be able to kind of see the lay of the land based on that former perspective that I had, hopefully um, use that to my advantage. Um, And something I have not done still that I need to do, and I'm going to look them up right now, is the default body edges. Concealment, cover, and drama. Hmm. Okay. So I don't know if concealment applies here. The way concealment is worded is gives you an edge when attacking a target that is unaware of your presence. Is blending in Yeah, I think concealment? so. Okay. You haven't done anything to make them really notice you. Yeah. So that is going to be a six bold attack with an edge. Okay. Is that against wits or vigor, you think? Hmm. Probably wits if, if you're... You're blending in, so that seems more witty. Yeah, it also depends on how it's trying to hide, I think. That's maybe a weird thing, but like... Yeah, yeah, how the mystery... If it's trying to hide by barrier, yeah, yeah, then that's more vigory. If it's trying to hide by looking inconspicuous, then that seems like wits. Okay, let's call this wits. And I'm going to boost wits with the anarchist suspicion skill and block that (laughs) all right so you uh you take a stroll around and you can see kind of immediately you you've been to various ports this place is a place that um they're worried that like is being protected and they're actively worried about someone messing with like usually industrial yards are like you know folks can wander in and out of and you know kids are you can you've seen that kids can sneak in and out of here but Mm -hmm. um as soon as you start strolling by um the guards just clearly are you know they're they're just maybe off-duty cops or 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 veterans or something um but they they're clearly paying attention to you like they don't like mm-hmm. they're not immediately suspicious like they don't spot you specifically as an issue but uh mm-hmm. but they one of them like sets their hand near their hip um and the other one like stands up off of their stool um and leans against the fence uh, and there's this you know, this 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 metal fence um with a with a locked gate and uh you're you strolling past and they don't they don't ask you what you're doing or anything because you're just walking down the street um but you're able to to kind of do a circuit around and you don't notice anything immediately unexpected um there is a a freight yard next next to it and you can see some some folks working um there's uh one guy um who's who's who sets something down and then like makes some weird gestures to one of his coworkers um, that you suspect is some sort of sign language. Mm-hmm. You see that um, there are naval ships um, out in the harbor nearby. Um, you can definitely tell that when you look closely at this tank, when when folks aren't looking at you, it's leaking. Um, it's painted dark brown, but there are drops like long sticky drops of of molasses coming down the sides and there's like a decent amount of it um 
you can tell that it's been cleaned relatively recently. Is it coming from the top or is it coming from the middle? Out of the side, like out of the, like between sections of the tank. Oh, so it's like if there were vertical slats, it's seeping through. Okay. Yeah, it's like this tank isn't quite sealed all the way. Um, And and it's just kind of oozing and you can see puddles of brown in the dirt underneath the tank. Um, And then as you complete your circuit, you notice a, a poster that's been put up, just real cheap pasted up poster clearly maybe well maybe printed on a on a on a cheap press or maybe um kind of laid out and then mimeographed uh and it it the there's a big words at the top that say go ahead um and this is like just on a on a brick wall kind of nearby um and it's uh like a an announcement from the american anarchists threatening to dynamite unclear what um, dyna- but threatening to dynamite you if you don't stop deporting anarchists. So does it say go ahead or does it say go head? Does there's there an apostrophe for, for the H? It's G-O dash capital H-E-A-D exclamation point. And there are other places where like there are clearly like letters missing. Like they spell senile without the E. They leave out the N in minded. Mm, we got a code. Um, so this is sort of a sloppy job. Mm, or a code. Okay. Um. So I will... I'll get back to everyone else. I don't know if this is... I don't know what y'all are doing while I'm looking very normal and unthreatening. I'll uh, get back with y'all and say, well, there's definitely something weird going on. There's, the tank is already leaking. There's mm. already molasses seeping out of the tank. There's a poster up there that I think, you know, this isn't really my forte, but, you know, you see this thing in the Navy sometimes. It, I could have sworn it was some sort of code. Either these people, these anarchists are real bad at spelling, or they've got some sort of secret message up. Uh, so someone who's, who's got a little more experience in that sort of thing might want to take a look at that. But, um, the guards, like, you know, they didn't, uh, they didn't come at me or challenge me, but they definitely, they definitely noticed me going by. So any sort of, unless we have some sort of, uh, credentials or papers or something, we're not getting into that location in a standard way. Yeah, I might be able to with that if we can uh, get a case for there being a possible hazard in there. Yep, yep. There's definitely a hazard in there. There is. Yeah, and if you're saying it's leaking, that might be, uh, might maybe be an in. I may have to talk to some some fellows. Maybe yeah. And the the poster mentioned bombing. If people didn't stop. Uh, deporting anarchists so well now that's just true i mean people should stop deporting anarchists but if there's going to be a bombing then uh and y'all know that there was already an anarchist bombing of a police station um several months back so this is not an idle threat yeah so if there's if there's going to be more of that um you know maybe that's what the the tank situation gets pinned on and we could 
I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't have ties to more than a couple of anarchists, certainly not politically. So, I mean, I know some anarchists. And when I say no, I mean, I'm an anarchist. <laughs> You're one of the ones. <laughs> so you got some sort of secret code that y'all are putting on posters? I mean, there's a reason I write all of the pamphlets. Lots of my colleagues are notoriously bad spellers. All right. All right. So maybe it's nothing. Honestly, there's several of people I have really put off of these duties entirely because, I mean, it's true that vowel sounds are tricky, but goodness. All right. So, I think that kind of after your initial look around um, and chatting amongst yourselves, there's probably at least some feeling that you have that, like, you just don't have quite enough information. Mm-hmm. There's just like basic stuff about the, just like, what does this tank do? What's its circumstances? Who all is, you know, what's, what, what's going on in the neighborhood um, that you don't know. Um, so how do I make this attack though? <laughs> this is going to be a little weird kind of a weird attack because it's not going to be clear to y'all exactly how these the skill and edge apply um but these are just some things that are muddying the waters for for how you might be able to understand this situation so this is a crisis attack by the investigation this is i guess the this is the cut up men's investigating the cut up men's plan this is a mind attack boosted with recuperation with a an edge of propaganda and that is a six. Y'all can decide how you deal with this lack of information. You pick which defense you're defending against the six with. And tell me how you deal with this ignorance that you're facing. So the attack is a bind attack, and it's boosted with what again? Recuperation. With an edge of propaganda. Yes. Recuperation being... The assimilation of countercultural art and thinking into service of the hegemony. I'm gonna workshop something. Y'all tell me if this doesn't work. <laughs> I can probably <laughs> do something <laughs> instead if this is no good. But I'm thinking of boosting my vigor um, with my quirk of that I have called Midnight Toker. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) pulling out a joint and lighting up. Where are we? Oh my god. (laughs) In this park. (laughs) Okay. In a graveyard. It's not illegal. This isn't 2021. This is 1919. We're chill. It is (laughs) like a well-spoken white woman doing this in public is a little weird. Um, But only if you know you're not a bohemian and i'm gonna light up and find some like next level ways of contemplating this information and all the ideas are just gonna start to coalesce in um in ways that make sense to me all right okay 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 
I get it now, y'all. I totally understand what we have to do next. Anybody else want 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 some? Uh uh-uh. uh. No. No thanks. I'll drift off later. So while Harmony is contemplating in a cloud of cannabis smoke, <laughs> what are y'all's approaches? And you can certainly like part of your defense can be canvassing people or interviewing someone or something like that. You don't need to be you don't need to stay here to do it. So this um gonna perceive this especially given the propaganda angle as a bit of a nerve attack an attack okay. on my nerve and i'll um i'll highlight my old timer quirk okay i have seen a war mm-hmm. my literal parents have seen slavery <laughs> and that war there is no propaganda there is no bs that the government and or white people can wander around and try and pull one over on us and it work. I've been around, I've seen it. No thank you. So I block that, but I do take wear. Okay. And probably kind of as part of that, your read of this situation is that the the guards and the suspicion and so on around this this tank, um mm-hmm. You're likely to feel much more suspicious of the company that's running this tank than the non-white people they say that they're afraid of, right? Like, right, absolutely, yeah. It's it's almost certainly Italians that they're worried about in the, about the Which, anarchy, anarchy, and so on. You know, like, that's that's who are anarchists right now. Yeah, um, I mean, I might have concerns, but yeah. clearly, and this, but this is like the company. These guards are guarding a facility in an italian neighborhood oh interesting like you're currently standing in a graveyard seeing laundry hung up on clotheslines hearing italian mm-hmm. drifting out of of windows and gotcha. this feels much more like we're protecting something in a bad neighborhood rather than we think there's an active threat okay i mean they probably think there's an active threat but it's because you kind of have this this feeling of like okay this is this is racism yeah i hadn't realized that we were in an italian neighborhood okay yes that definitely puts a different slant on things all the apartment buildings here are all the kids running around all these people Mm -hmm. are are italians and there i mean there's some there's some white folks and and black folks and and a few occasional folks of other of other ethnicities around but um predominantly this is an italian neighborhood okay so yeah and for does this feel like so we know that this is not bog standard stuff going on, right? Like we know we have time travel involved. Mm-hmm. Does this feel weird? Like, does this feel alien and out of time? Or does it just feel like they're successfully hooking into the current culture? You've still got a little bit of that feeling you felt earlier slash later of something's <laughs> not right. But yeah. everything you've seen so far is like, yeah, this is this is normal. This is just okay. how society is. Um, okay. I think Harmony, I'll say, you um, you now are like, I probably know exactly who put those posters up, um, or at least like what what subgroup locally put those posters up, um, and and sort of what what motivated them. It's up to you whether or not you want to, how much of that you want to share. But like part of your looking at things holistically is like yeah yeah it's you're you're like that's this person's style um what is uh what does lorenzo 
doing the deal and doing the kind of initially gather information. Trying to figure out uh, things that can be used to block the edge. That's all. It's in case where is going to be caused if, in case I succeed here. If if you succeed at blocking the attack, you don't need to block the edge. Here's mm-hmm. the thing, though. It's going to cause wear mm-hmm. because the edge is used, right? Uh, it causes wear because the attack is bold because they use the skill. Because the attack is bold. Okay, then. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, you okay, can't I resist the wear unless you've got a trait that says that you're immune okay. to wear on a certain defense. All right. Okay, that makes uh, that makes more sense. Okay. So I'm wondering. Uh, first off, as as it's just been introduced into mm-hmm. the uh, uh, in here, and uh, uh, as far as just being name checked, um, I'm wondering if the Italian neighborhood is something that I might be able to make use of as a common resource. Uh, sure. Yeah. You can once per session gain a common resource. So if you want to just like, boy, what would it be? Just just like folks you know. Or being able to fit in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's basically, uh, yeah. I think I think it's I think knowing people is basically okay. it's like knowing the neighborhood type deal. Um, it's sort of what I'm kind of uh, looking at. And if you can remind me, uh, with resources, can resources be used to um, to to boost when you have something coming in like this? Resources either grant edges or block edges. Okay. All right. You can sacrifice a resource to to get a boost or succeed, depending on the resource. But um, all right, okay, that would be a bit drastic, I think. All right, that's good to know. Then, in that case, I won't um, I won't immediately claim it, but it, that may be something I do. Okay, uh, because I'm not going to use it right here, because of course it's uh, it's not going to be useful in that expect. So it's only in uh, I think what I'm going to be uh, be looking at doing then. So. This uh, this document that has mm-hmm. been has been located. Um, we see a lot of these in this neighborhood. Is this uh, is this frequent? Um, you get yeah, you get similar stuff put up. Um, usually they get torn down. This one presumably just someone missed. Okay. And does it look the same as the other ones that I have seen historically here? Yeah, it looks you know probably. Uh, you're probably not a an expert on printing tech, but it's like, yeah, yeah, that's the style. Okay. Okay, work with me here. I have a uh, I have a quirk of uh, of troublemaker, and uh, what I am thinking of is that perhaps that might extend to my having some clue as to the sorts of people that typically that that I might know in the neighborhood who typically do this kind of thing. Um, and my thought is that as 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 if this is coming in, it's like I've got a lot. I have the weight of the of the of the world on my shoulders right now because of this this doom that we are trying to stop, mm-hmm. and apparently people from the future are involved. This poster was put up by people that I know that are not from the future, or, or at least people that I not not the when I and when I say people that I know, I'm not talking about people that I I have dinner with necessarily, right. necessarily. <laughs> um you hope not at least well <laughs> no anyway um but uh it's the sort of thing i where where i know the type yeah and it's like this type is not the type that is going to necessarily be uh, uh t- turn out to be a time traveler yeah this is not something we have to worry about this is not something i should i should be letting get on my nerves well, you can use a quirk by highlighting it, which is 
doing what the quirk says. You can defy it by saying, oh, I'm going against my typical nature. Or you can introduce it, which is like you can narrate something that explains why the quirk is relevant. And I think any of those three, I can see a way right. that that works. Well, I'm in the process of, of attempting to, uh, to, to, to uh, through narration, make troublemaking relevant. Okay. Whereby Lorenzo probably perhaps see a little montage of him going around and just... Uh, just, just asking a couple of folks. Hey, you know, those kids are even putting these things up again. You know, is, is it the same, same kids, same kids. You know, that kind of thing, and just sort of as, as he knows who the troublemakers are, and in that sense, I think uses his knowledge of such things to, to basically calm himself down with this, so that he knows that this is not just another thing on top of what they're looking for. Does that make sense? Yeah. As he's going around and chatting with people, therefore using uh, forking in charm on top of his nerve, which would then uh, bring it up to eight. One sec, I need to use a name generator. <laughs> so, Lorenzo, you ask around, um, uh, you know, the, the folks you know just being like, hey, we need to worry about this. And uh, you know that, like, it's only because you're italian these folks are talking to you they tend to like stay within their their groups um but uh but you see a, a woman at at street level hanging out some some laundry to dry and you kind of lean on the on the railing and and chat with her um and uh and she uh she leans out the window and she speaking in italian she says uh yeah don't worry i saw some some old man and a kid we're going around hanging those up. Uh, they're just they're just rabble rousers, troublemakers. They don't mean anything by it. They're not they're not you know they're not the the real rough ones. They're not mafioso. They're not. I mean you know they're anarchists, but they don't they don't get into that sort of trouble. They're just angry. And you sort of think around and you you think you probably know the old man she's talking about. Um, this yeah. guy named Angelico, um, who's kind of he's he's the sort who will. T- like be in the bar telling stories about the glory days when he used to to cause trouble um and you know probably knows some some actively rough customers but right now is kind of more talk and incensing passion than than doing much else okay cool cool so harmony um you're sort of leaning against a gravestone, presumably, smoking. Sam is standing clearly, like, out of odor range. And Lorenzo has started, like, looking around, chatting to, to folks in the neighborhood. Uh, what are you up to once you've sort of had this gathered your thoughts? Sam, I think it would be problematic if not a downright injustice for anarchists to be blamed for what the man has perpetrated I think we can both agree well sure sure if that's what's happening then yes yeah it's definitely what's happening Mm -hmm. I uh I'm gonna find out some more about this purity distilling it sounds suspicious from the outset. I mean, usually when folks are concerned about purity, it doesn't go well for some of us, right? You're not wrong. Rarely am. What? I have a out-of-character question. What did people do in 1919? They didn't have cell phones. <laughs> do we just say, 
I'll meet you back here. I mean, that's what I did. At... Yeah, you picked a place in time. Whew. Or you could, you know, you could leave a message a place. Whether that's like, okay. I'll leave it at the bar. Like, I'll leave it with this bartender or whatever. Or I'll leave it at your place. Or like, you could set up a dead drop even if you wanted. Like, I'll put it under this rock, under this tree. You lived in the 90s, Lucy. <laughs> the only time in my life I haven't had a cell phone when I was a child. Fair, but still. <laughs> I just like I remember I guess what I did when I was a kid but I never had to plan anything then like how did my mom manage oh my God. I don't have any idea <laughs> I, I guess I could call her and ask her she's probably not up <laughs> she's tired from having done all that um, planning when you were a child <laughs> probably so I am now very sympathetic yeah, you make plans um, with people you <laughs> You agree yeah, to meet that's... at certain times. You write things down. Uh, <laughs> and yes, yeah. you you have people in common who you know, who you can ask around, hey, have they been by? That's uh-huh. it. <laughs> it was a very disorganized time, I will admit. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I am going to go do a little investigation and I will meet you later. <laughs> When the sun is just above the horizon. We don't even have clocks. <laughs> when, the, the, when the shadows grow long. Oh my God. 1919 is a different millennium. Well, I mean, actually. It, I mean, is, it is. But... But... <laughs> it actually is. My bad. Carry on. Smoke signals, right? That's what's next. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay now we're good i All just right. gotta go pick up some semaphore flags and we're good <laughs> my attack my attack is planning out how we are going to communicate in 1919 no, <laughs> I think, I think I want to fast forward past the setup of how you are meeting up and just assume that you figured it out because the three of you know how to do it. So after you've done that, what are you? I, I am I am going to go by my house and I am going to put on my one good okay. dress. Um, it has a car a collar. And buttons. Um, And I I think I probably have one good pair of shoes. And I will wear those. And then I will go to Purity Distilling. Okay. To the main office. All right. Um, So you probably find a phone book. look up their info um this the the tank is is not there's not main offices there like there's like a little shed basically um but their main office is several blocks away uh so it's a perfectly easy walk um you you head in there and um i think i'm going to introduce an extra um which is there is a receptionist um there uh who this is this is like in a there 
this is on a site where there are other industrial buildings. Um, so there are a few other, like, there's smoke coming out of a, of a thing, and, and there's some clearly, like, they're clearly doing some sort of minor chemical work here, although not a whole lot. Um, but there there is just a, a front, like, door with, with that folks can walk up to um, with a with a sign for period distilling and so on, not a guarded gate like there was um, on the north end. And uh, when you head inside, there's a there's a woman in a, I think probably given that you just spent a lot of time being like, what's what's my I have one good dress. Um, she's not wearing an expensive dress, but this is clearly like this is her work uniform, um, and it is it is. She doesn't have to patch it up as much as you do. She probably ha- earns a decent living. And she says, uh, uh, yeah, can I help you? My one good dress is actually pretty good, though, just for the record. All right. This is the one you, you sit, you kind of tuck away and don't, don't need to mend much. My goal is really just to sort of not really engage with her mm-hmm. at all and try. Is there like a door to walk through? Um, this is, uh, this like front room is relatively small. Um, you suspect mm-hmm. that like a lot of the people who come here are like, "Hey, I've got a delivery. Where should I go to deliver it?" Um, she's probably here to answer the phones. There is a back door behind her um, that's that's going into a into presumably in a deeper in office. Um, but she has sort of an edge of uh, or a, a bit of um, caution about her. Like when the door opened, she immediately like looked up and paid attention to. So she's clearly like, at least cares about who comes in and out. Uh, hello. Um, I'm just here to reconcile the accounts. Uh, I normally work in the other office, so um, if you could just point me in the right direction, I um. I'll be quick about it. I, I'm I'm quite um, efficient. All right. So that sounds like you're doing some sort of wits attack to to lie your way past her. I am. I. How good are you at lying? I'm not much of a liar. I really wasn't planning a deception attack. I really just wanted to use my um more of my research abilities. But or you could say, "Oh, I'm sorry, it's I wrong address or something if you want, but I think what I will do is um this is a wits attack, I mean a mind attack, and I am going to boost it with my quirk of writing the great american novel okay which is kind of lying okay okay um i'm going to imagine i guess that i'm the main character of my book who is much bolder than i am okay yes that's what i'm going to do and i will use as an edge um i have the resource a very nice fountain pen you won't need an edge on her she's just an extra okay i will not 
I will not use an edge. Okay. What's the attack? Uh, an eight. Okay. Uh, she can't defend against that. Um, so you uh, you kind of approach with with confidence, and and she's like, oh, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't recognize you. Uh, yeah, you, you need to you need to talk to Mister Gel to get the numbers. Yes, please. All right. I'm sorry. What was your name again? I. Harmony right. This bomb th- whole bomb threat thing has has gotten to me. Harmony right. Uh, she she uh, hmm. Does she have an intercom? Just gave her whole ass name. Just her real government name. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we get go down to the history books badly. She stands up and knocks on the door and and opens it a little bit and says, uh, "Mr. Jell, uh, Miss Wright's here." Um, and kind of gestures you in the accountant accountant i'm the accountant um, yes the accountant and uh i do accounting you're able to head in you step into the office of a i'm gonna say someone you immediately peg as a capitalist a capitalist middle manager sounds about um, the size of it he's in a good suit um he looks very very busy and uh he uh he immediately like looks you up and down you can see like his eyes glaze over like he's put you into a category and as the as the receptionist uh closes the door behind you he says uh you're not one of our accountants i'm here from the other office to go over the numbers what office in the name of efficiency you know who sent me your numbers aren't lining up and i'm here to go over the numbers who who sent okay so this is he is attacking oh man this is a charm attack uh hmm. should be using Uh middle management or deflection probably middle management so this is a charm attack of six uh hmm it's probably against nerve yeah that makes sense Um, so six against nerve with an edge of money. Of money. So I cannot block that, but <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way that I can use one of my resources to block the edge of money. Mm-hmm. And the thing I can think of to do is I yank my pouch of cannabis out of my satchel and I toss it onto his desk and I say, how do you explain this? Oh my god. I'm also going to have to take an affliction here. Yeah. (laughs) Seems appropriate. Maybe something to do with exposure or I think my affliction is going to be unnerved. Well, no, okay. that's not good. I'll take, um, I want to do something like, I don't, I don't know how to answer his questions. So stymied. Okay. Uh, stymied. Stymied is good. Uh, so that is how I respond. He, uh, he he stands up and he says, "What? So so is this? This is probably like a, a paper packet that's like maybe even labeled from, from the pharmacy." Yeah. He says, "What is? I don't. I didn't order this. What? What are you? Who are you? And why are you coming in here throwing medicine on my desk?" And 
and claiming that there's some problem with the books. There's nothing wrong with the books. Meanwhile, Lorenzo, what have you been up to uh, while Harmony is away? This is a good question. I was so enraptured by that uh, that scene. I, I uh, was not thinking about what I should be doing. Um, <laughs> you know, you have a uh, you have a lead on um, kind of the identity, and you kind of know where to track down an anarchist that might be involved. You work across the street from the tank, so there's a certain amount of like just personal experience you have, or folks you know that might um, come in yeah. handy. Um, you, you're also a fireman. So you've got yeah. more kind of authority and access than some other folks might. Yeah. There's also George Leahy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, there's there's there is the need to uh, to try to talk to him and see if he knows anything. Um, and I think that's probably actually just character wise. I think that's the the most immediate thing. I think he can go to the thing that he's sort of trying to bounce around in his head, and it's difficult because. Uh, we we don't have years of time travel fiction to uh, mm-hmm. uh, over a century of time travel fiction to uh, fall back on here as far as the tropes go, but he is sort of trying to work out that whole thing about like, am I checking too early? I don't mm. know. Hopefully not. The guy in on the baseball diamond or the person on the baseball diamond uh, should. Uh, known where what they were doing and known that they were sending us to a point where we can look at stuff they they wouldn't have sent us here before the stuff happens would they well wait isn't that the whole point and you know it's this whole <laughs> yeah. sort of circle going around in in uh, Lorenzo's head um but yeah i think he's uh, i think Lorenzo's going to uh first uh talk to Lay um and uh See what he, see if he can just turn up any sort of information that way before he uh, starts uh, going down the avenue of like pursuing potential anarchists or anything like that. Because in his mind, he's already kind of dismissed it a little bit. Is it's like that they're they're not involved in this as much. Maybe or they might know something mm-hmm. or and and I mean actually that that gentleman. Uh, that you described Angelico might actually have an ear to the ground somewhere. So maybe it would be worth talking to him at some point, but it's a sort of a bookmarked in the back of Lorenzo's head. So Lorenzo's going to uh, go back to the fire station um, and see if he can, uh, see if he can see if George is around um, and uh, try to um, talk to him about this. Now, I don't know if talking to him would be the attack or not because obviously it depends on how involved George is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to um, an extent. But if you think that, that fruit can be born from my talking to George, then I would I, I would put an attack in here. Yeah, of I bet some the attack, sort of social nature. You can have the attack be sort of like trying to figure out the shape of this if you want. Yeah. Um otherwise we could just have you talk briefly to to George and, and move on because what what uh, what first? What approach are you taking with George? Uh, the approach is basically to go up to him and uh, ask, uh, "Hey, I've been seeing. I think I've been seeing this guy around, and I don't know if you happen to know this guy." And I'm going to describe the um, the the I think the man in gray. I mm-hmm. guess I think I think it was a was it a man or was it? 
that I, as far as I can tell. Yeah, dressed or, like a man at okay. least. Um, Someone, okay. you're kind of seen in, the... in a little bit of distance. And uh, yeah, it's just sort of like, did you see this guy? Guy was walking around. I, 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 I can't remember exactly where he was, but he was wearing this gray suit. He was like, kind of like, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that that guy. Uh, weird, weird guy. I don't know. I feel like maybe he was in the war, and you know, you, you ever seen those pictures of folks that have gotten their uh, that got real hurt in the war and had to have the that new surgery to like fix their face yeah yeah something's up with that guy's face uh it's like yellow and looks weirdly stiff i don't know poor guy uh he uh he's strolled by a few times uh i think i've seen him um talking to some of the folks from the chemical plant um the the you know the, the tank um yeah he uh he's asked me for a for a smoke a few times and and uh you know it seems friendly enough weird thing is i've never seen him smoke it like he'll say hey can i borrow a smoke and i'll say yeah sure you know i you know i'm a nice guy and you know don't have that much to spare but sure i can spare a smoke and and huh. uh and yeah. he says thank you and he leaves with it doesn't light it up or anything even offered him a match and he said uh no thanks i've i've got my own so Hmm. Seen him got uh you talk to him at all uh, for for a bit? Does he uh did you did, did he say his name or anything? No, no, just just uh just occasionally ask for a smoke, uh seems to sometimes hang out across the street. Hmm. Okay. Nah, it's <laughs> it's fucking it's freak it's just freaking strange, you know. By the way, about the tank. Mm hmm I don't know, but I've I've been hearing did, did, is it is it just me or has it been leaking? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you, you remember? Uh, I think a couple a year or two ago, something like that. Uh, used to be gray. You could really see it back then. It was uh, it was just seeping out. Uh, I don't know. Some of the local kids uh, they uh, sneak in and collect the molasses. You know, to you know, yeah. kids they like sweet things. Uh, I mean, I asked one of the guys that's that's guarding and they say it's fine so you know yeah. apparently that just happens tanks leak yeah there's enough in that thing i'm sure they're not missing much probably not but you know i just got a feeling there's i don't know can't can't quite put can't can't quite put my finger on it but there's yeah a little worried there might be some you thing know. makes the damnedest noises yeah yeah and it's has it been getting worse recently or is that also my imagination I don't know. I figure it's just something settling or something like that. Uh, it's it's not too full at the moment. I don't think. Uh, I haven't seen a ship come through in a bit. Hmm. Yeah. Should uh, should have a chat with him. I say pointing uh, pointing randomly uh, at uh, someone in another room who is perhaps coming down a staircase or walking up a staircase whom I will not interact with directly, mm -hmm. uh, but one of the other firemen whom we know to be. Uh, someone who is more into the whole uh, the whole physics of how to stop fires and mm, yeah. the structures of buildings and things like that, and whom uh, I, I do not have a name right immediately to hand, but yeah. perhaps I say uh, you know indicate that name. Um, <laughs> there's uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll have a chat with him at some point some point later if, if you can pull, pull him away from his books and sort of uh, <laughs> see see if he's got any odds on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, George. 
Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm gonna. I think I'm uh, I'm going to head. To, what was the place he said? He said it was across the street. It was what kind of place did he say it was? Oh, the this I mean, fellow pu- keeps. Oh, he he was going into purity. Like he was going into the to the yard where the where the tank is. Oh, okay, that was so. That was mostly. Um, hmm. Okay. All right. Well then, that that makes it easier, to an extent. Oh man. It's going to be hard to... Hmm. Okay. Um, I think uh, if I can, if Sam is around, um, I'd like to bring Sam with me um, for this attempt. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's do it. Um, if need be, I will get Sam a coat for this hopefully i will not need to uh but like a firefighter um, coat perhaps yes um or you know the the need not be on duty so it doesn't have to be but it could be yeah you could you could certainly like you know i'm just gonna grab, grab like grab i just give him my the, coat yeah the, the, you've got the sort of coat that firemen wear yeah. and you can yeah. kind of hand it off um, it's basically, and, and they're, they're actually, I mean, back then it was very basic. It was sort of a dark, either a black or dark blue. I think I can't tell because the picture's in black and white, but it was those, uh, long dark button, uh, buttons down the thing. Um, okay. and, uh, would you be up for, uh, seeing, having a little, uh, look around in there? Definitely. Let's do it. All right. Um, so I'm going to have my, uh, I don't know if we actually had... Uh, well, uh, if we have badges, it's probably going to be on my hat, uh, which I'm going to have like in my hand. Yeah. The, the sort of the the seal. Um, and I'm going to uh, go over there and, uh, and talk to the, uh, the, the folks who are guarding, (laughs) guarding the guarding purity. Yeah. So let's pause real quick. So. One potential challenge that could be here is you convincing them that a black man is allowed to be involved with firefighting and and be part of your group. Um, is that something that we want to have this this attack be, or do we want to do we want to have them not particularly curious about that and and just have it be like have the challenge be just hey we want to take a look around for fire safety. Hmm. I'm inclined. I I don't have strong feelings about it, but I'm inclined to say not the race angle. Okay. So this is just you know you know there's they're they're around a lot of workers, lower class people, so they're gonna you know in this culture that's who that's where you would mostly run into folks that aren't white. Um. So they're they're used to it. Um. So yeah, so you come up with with Sam, who they they seem to the guards seem to recognize you, Lorenzo. Um, mm-hmm. Just like they kind of give you the nod that is like, oh hey, it's someone from the fire station. Um, they sort of yeah. don't give the same nod to Sam, but they don't seem to like be okay. immediately on guard. Um, Excellent. Since I was and, just walking uh, around earlier, <laughs> like how can I help you? Office, do you call you call firefighters officer? What do you what do you? What's your name? What's your name? Lorenzo. 
How can I help you, Lorenzo? I'm, uh, call me, uh, call me Robert. The title is Fireman. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, just, uh, no, I mean, you know, you call call me a fireman like anybody else. But, uh, this, this, you know what? This, this, this might be nothing. Mm-hmm. Could be nothing, but it's uh, sort of incumbent on us to check su- such things out. We got, we've heard, uh, we've been hearing um, about a fellow ha- uh, doing some uh, suspicious activity around here, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you, you know, kind of how the city is. They want to make sure that uh, everything is. Uh, uh, we, you know, we we gotta we gotta hunt things down if we want to make sure that uh, things are safe. We you need know, so. Um, what I'm saying is we're going to need to, is, uh, would you mind we come in just for a second and do a safety check, make sure that, uh, that they, you know, they're, they're not doing anything to, to undermine the structure of your facility? <laughs> give me a, give me the attack to see how they respond. Okay. I think here you're attacking this guard. Yes. Um, let's see. It was an extra, so don't worry about an edge. Okay. I shall attack Robert with my charm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do this as more of a uh, sure attack. I'm not doing this. I'm not coming in bold mm-hmm. necessarily here. Um, so right now I'm just uh, sailing it forward with a charm of three before I decide if I want to try to boost it with something. Okay. Are you what? Sorry, what defense were you attacking? Wits or nerve? These folks seem probably a little more a little more stubborn than clever. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, uh, I think we'll go. Uh, well, yeah, that that being the case, uh, I'm probably <laughs> going to try to attack Wits with this. All right, so you're coming on Wits with a three. Um, I don't think they can block. They're not. They're not. Their skill is not to to challenge legitimate authority. So they, uh, they're not going to boost. And so you hit. Um, they, the Robert says. Uh, Says, uh, yeah, you can head on inside. Uh, they've been doing safety checks a lot. I guess they must have had another one of those bomb threats. Uh, Gonzalez kept uh, kept warning them about it, but uh, but I guess they yeah. uh, they're finally paying attention. Yeah, well, you can't be too careful. Uh, you know, I mean, last thing we need is another repeat of what happened at the at the police station. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, some some must have happened for Mister Gel to start being worried. But yeah, yeah, head on in. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Robert. It only will only uh only be a little bit, and right. uh, we head in. And he just doesn't really acknowledge Sam. That's that's my preference. <laughs> so we'll get in here before we start making trouble. All right. So I think this is a good time for us to chat a little OOC. So we are telling a story in 1919 turn of the 1920s which is a time which i think we think of historically in a bunch of different ways um i think i'm interested in talking about the weird dichotomies that i think we sometimes have in our head when talking about this time because i think generally we, we think of like world war one was a bad war right like it was it was you know, a lot of people die needlessly chemical weapons it was awful and and you know isn't a just war in the way or people don't tend to think of it as a just war in the way that people tend to think of say world war ii as a just war Mm -hmm. um and at the same time i think we think of like anarchists of the era the people who were 
tossing bombs and so on as as also kind of a uniquely bad thing even though they were the anti-war people at the time like they were the people pushing against this this thing and and i think in a lot of ways we 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 have this this similar weird competing competing viewpoint you know this is a time when labor is rising up and yet we we tend to think of it as also a time of of you know great great riches and 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 the golden the gilded age and all that like i think we see it as this time where people were making great strides in realizing these great like social ills that were present our our desire for war our exploitation of workers um sort of simmerings of issues of race and gender and even you know with the with the the sexual revolution that was happening at the time issues of you know how people interact and 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 so on but at the same time i think we think of this as a, as a time when we accomplished a bunch of stuff and then we congratulated ourselves and moved on um but i think that there are definitely echoes of what was happening in the early 20s right now and are there are there parallels that you're you're that especially come to mind between some of the stuff that is coming up in the campaign and some of the stuff that's going on today so um i just taught walt whitman today mm-hmm. um so this is what is in my brain but um whitman was very interested in what he called the merge which is the human ability to um i guess heal divisions that they sense psychologically politically socially but to heal like to put them together in your brain it's kind of a it's sort of a cognitive dissonance right Mm -hmm. that Whitman is interested in the way that you reconcile um things that aren't (laughs) reconciled in the world in your brain Mm -hmm. um and I think he saw it as sort of a strength of people to be able to do that to be able to merge um ideas that are sort of dissonant but i think there are some times in history when that merge when that dissonance just becomes so great that like you can no longer sort of bear it socially or psychologically and I think maybe the teens of that century was one of those times. Mm-hmm. And I think now is one of those times too, right? Where you, for us today, like people are starting to grapple with concepts of capitalism that I think previously have gone unexamined in a lot of situations and uh, under the pandemic and the George Floyd protests over the summer like people like they can't bear what's happened socially anymore Mm -hmm. um it's not sustainable and so it's i don't know it seems to me like a similar um period in that you know where previously people were able to merge all those ideas and be able to exist this is a time when when the dissonance is is great yeah. Something that I see happen a lot that 
was also happening then. And to be fair, this is something humanity has always done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if it's relevant pointing out mm-hmm. this parallel, but there were a number of difficulties at the time uh, that uh, people were uh, exercising copious amounts of blame displacement with. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, we saw uh, people looking for any excuse to say things were the fault of anarchists or mm-hmm. of uh, certain racial groups. And nowadays, uh, anyone who's spent a few seconds on social media mm-hmm. <laughs> will see that uh, you know any any number of problems uh, that that are happening. Generally, the people who are uh, who actually have the ability to do something about it believe that it is not their fault or responsibility. Uh, <laughs> they will instead point to people who are not in any position to do much about it yeah. <laughs> and uh, say that it's their fault. And uh, so that is that is a theme that I am seeing that uh, we've encountered a little bit um in the the game we've been playing um and that is still something that is sadly alive and well today yeah so when i think about this era of history i think about the course in high school that i took that really focused on the rise of the nation state and the rise of nationalism Mm -hmm. and how that is the backdrop what populism means which is not kind of what i what i think i came out of civics class thinking populism meant was something positive (laughs) Uh, something unerringly positive i should say um because the you do what the populace said like a very like weirdly literal interpretation of the word um (laughs) and so you know when you look at the sort of calcification of a national identity and what that leads to in terms of what does it mean to be American as opposed to Italian as opposed to whatever and and how nationality and ethnicity get tangled up together Mm -hmm. um, and how that can manifest in in bizarre ways especially when you have people that are not that are displaced um Mm -hmm. so if you're looking at immigrants then like if you're looking at especially second generation third generation etc like what are you talking about go back home right like that's still just like a thing it's still a thing (laughs) go back home what are you talking about (laughs) my great grandma moved here (laughs) or i've been here 400 years like what are you talking about um and so i kind of think of that as the backdrop so when i when i think about things like prohibition or um, or various class warfare, anarchy, like it's, it's in this backdrop of places trying to cement an identity for themselves mm-hmm. by saying, this is our moral sand, this is what we're standing on, alcohol is this, or, um, or anarchy is this, we must have imported this because it wasn't, it's not part of us, you know, um, and we still have that to a certain extent differently i think mm-hmm. i think differently but uh i you know i just can't not think about that larger picture international 
scale of what's happening um and that like we happen to be we're set in america right now we're set in one of the most like quintessentially american cities which i should visit someday but (laughs) (laughs) uh but this is happening everywhere many many places in the world i should say uh that that are sort of brought up in that class and and um and that time is and I guess we have all learned this in the first three weeks of 2021. Um, time is seamless. <laughs> it doesn't start and stop <laughs> uh, either at the turn of the of the year uh, or the, presumably also the turn of an election uh, or inauguration. Um, and so there aren't really discrete periods of time, even though we tend to think of the 20s. World War One is like this thing that started and stopped and stuff happened before and after. Um, it doesn't work that way. Like um, these, there are these trends uh, kind of rise and fall. So yeah, it so it, it makes it hard for for me in this setting. I think a little tougher for me to just sort of drop in. Like, what does 1919 look like? Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, what are the Russians doing right now? And what are the you know mm-hmm. like there's like so much going on in the world. Um, and I am only remembering snippets because it has been mumble something years uh, since I looked at history uh, closely at that time. Um, so it's like, what does a snapshot look like right now? Um, it's tough because it's, you know, it's a set of discrete events that we have of when things are happening. But but obviously there's a lot more than that. And there's definitely a lot going on f- for our characters, right? They're in the middle of mm-hmm. all this and they don't really know like what what's going to be up with prohibition how is the world war one going to actually finally end how you know Mm -hmm. there's a general strike ramping up how in seattle how is that going to change things how are the the labor wars in the appalachians going and i think uh, i think that's oh i'm so sorry no go ahead liz I think another thing that's very difficult for us to conceptualize is just the way people thought, you know, I mean, uh, I was thinking about futurity today and the way we imagine the future, but it's very hard (laughs) for me to think about how in 1919 somebody was imagining the future, you know, Mm -hmm. but in a way that's what we're grappling with. (laughs) <laughs> yep. And I mentioned I mentioned Glick's time travel and and that book does a very good job of of like making it clear that the thought of the future as as something more than posterity as like this this place you could imagine was mm-hmm. relatively new at this time. Yeah. Did y'all listen to uh Amanda Gorman's um poem uh she was the um inaugural poet Uh uh-huh inauguration i heard it was good (laughs) yeah it's it's really good but it really also i mean because she talks about history Mm -hmm. she alludes to hamilton (laughs) (laughs) history has its eyes on us but one one must i think (laughs) yeah she's she's 23 i mean (laughs) sure um I think like her the way she talked about history and the way she talked about futurity was a very um it situated her work in in 
2021 in January of 2021 mm-hmm. in um like it, I mean of, of course if you're the poet at an inauguration you are situated um historically but it, it'll be interesting to compare that work with some, some other inaugural poems I think that are less um specifically of that moment yeah and I I struggled also speaking of mindsets like casting back so there's there's like the very micro like my character specifically chooses to be at sea like to just Mm -hmm. like be like deuces I'm out of here um which has the I mean it's a typical role-playing problem of like why do you have a character that's disinterested in what's going on? Like you have to you have to do the work to make them interested. But also there's just like, from my perspective, there's a complete dearth of information available to people in 1919 as compared to what we have access to now. So what opinions does someone have about something going on when one, their news is old as shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. They are not getting it same day. <laughs> and two, they only have a source or two for that information that isn't like their neighbor. Maybe it is their neighbor and one other source. And so I don't know, like there is a skill in the ability to consume and process and internalize information and to filter it into buckets and sort it, right? Like it's a thing we learn by virtue of our culture and by virtue of school. It's like a a thing, right? Like it's, it's literacy. Maybe that's just literacy. I don't know. But... It's something that we have now better, more, I think, because we are accustomed to varying degrees of a deluge of information. In 1919, presumably they aren't. And I don't know how to step into that mindset of someone who only like knows yeah. two pieces of information about something. <laughs> not to say they're dumb, like not at all. Well, I just struggled with it in character a yeah. few minutes ago yep. because I had to think of how to get this information and I had to go to a place. Like right. it was all I could think of to do was physically go there which like what right (laughs) i i have a computer right here and you know i'm used to playing in a sci-fi game where we're just like oh yeah i get it on my device (laughs) back when i yeah it's like nowadays i'm just so used to going on wikipedia sometimes it's easier to forget Mm -hmm. that uh um in uh you know but before uh before we had wikipedia um mm-hmm. if i wanted to find something out i had to schedule time to go to the library to the library yep and yeah, maybe the firehouse has an encyclopedia that's 15 yeah. years old yeah and i mean that's the thing it's, it's a it, set it, it, you you would hope you would hope that if you don't have a set of encyclopedias that you know someone who does um mm-hmm. because this was this was a primary way to figure things out. This is why encyclopedia salesmen were a thing. Uh, <laughs> because this was one of the few ways to actually yep. uh, to, to actually know some of this stuff just in general about the world. And that information, of course, was very old. Um, yep. I was about to say, and think how wrong those encyclopedias yeah. were. Oh, yes. God, Each edition so... is written <laughs> from uh, with a different agenda in mind. I, I remember going back at, at, at one point, just uh, even... Uh, my mother commenting on this whenever when we got in a new set of encyclopedias, uh, we, mm-hmm. we, it's like we switched from Funkin Wagnalls to Britannica, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this Big was move. this was in in the eighties, <laughs> right? So this was a while ago, but I remember her reading through the encyclopedias because she this is what she would do for fun, <laughs> um, and uh, she 
was complaining about the fact that it's like, you know, I I can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to take some of the, uh, they're trying to level everyone out as though, uh, as though some of uh, history's, uh, some, some of the people in history who have done terrible things, they're, they're, they're pointing out some of the more of the, of the good things that they did more. They're trying to balance that out more. And they're taking some of the people who have done good things in history and trying to point out more of the bad. And, Mm -hmm. I, it, it was something that uh, she thought was, was kind of an almost, uh, uh, I don't want to say a propaganda thing to an extent. Mm-hmm. She sort of thought it was um, a, like the, the tact they were taking. Yes, they, they, she felt like they were, they were kind of trying to be manipulative through certain things. I remember myself reading the, the, the thing being, um, I remember myself reading through those same encyclopedias for specific things I was looking for. And just I, I remember one instance very specifically where I looked up an entry on Lewis Carroll and I because I, I, I needed a source to find out about his drug problem. And it was not in there. Nary a mention. Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> it, it's uh, it did seem to me that they were while what they were doing was it seemed like they were trying to uh, bring out certain things, level playing field, they were perhaps ignoring other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and so it's really... The, the issue being, history essentially is written by, you know, whoever's you know, at that point, you know, has the privilege to hold the pen. Yep. Um, yep. And this was up to a certain point what we knew. We, we didn't get people's own stories outside of things that they wrote, put in newspapers, put in journals. Mm-hmm. Um, up until very recently, we didn't get that instantaneously. So it was very easy uh, to believe pretty much whatever you wanted. People yep. still have very little trouble doing that still today. <laughs> but, Fair enough. Uh, I feel as though... There, are, yeah. <laughs> there is writing to the contrary. Yes. Yeah, we, do have, we do have evidence <laughs> otherwise and stories yeah. otherwise. The, the evidence... Mm-hmm piles up a lot better today (laughs) (laughs) well we have wikipedia compared to encyclopedias i mean yeah it's a big difference it's huge although when i was a kid there were always two things i wanted one of them was a complete encyclopedia set and the other was one of those like massive like uh larousse french dictionaries it's like the equivalent of like an oxford english dictionary but in french those are the two things that I was like, hey, parents, if you're going to spend hundreds of dollars on me on something, I'll take this instead of a car. And my parents are like, what the hell? Like, no. <laughs> uh, I never got either. Well, I got a small LaRousse, but, but no big one. So I think that that's a good time for us to return to our characters trying to, to find out information for themselves. Oh, God. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> We'll send a telegram. Remind me sometime <laughs> to show you the, the... I've got an unabridged dictionary, and I think in the oh. next room, and I, you could kill someone with that thing. It's freaking <laughs> massive. It's so cool. So, Sam, uh, you have just... Uh, you and Lorenzo have just entered this industrial yard, this is a big fenced-in area that has uh, it's kind of just kind of dirt on the ground mostly. Uh, it's almost entirely occupied by this enormous tank. Um, you're 
almost directly under the elevated train track that's the that's the public transit and then there's a track running around the tank um, that also connects to some of the tracks that go into like city freight sheds and and various other industrial areas Um, you can see a uh, a small like just basically field office that's presumably where they the you know the whoever's the the foreman on site is and this is mostly just uh just this enormous building sized tank and pipes coming in and out of it uh it looks like it's loaded mostly via a pipe coming from the harbor and it's unloaded into into train cars presumably um, and it's looming above you you can see the the slight gleam of the the molasses that isn't dry that's leaked out of the seams and uh, you can hear sounds of folks working on nearby sites um sounds of the neighborhood children what do you do okay so first i think i should mention remind you that i have plagued by nightmares right which means that my secrets can be used as an edge against me and oh you have my character sheet so you also have my what my secret is or the I question, have your question right? yeah yep which is okay, cool. um why do they spend so much time at sea despite the difficulties correct um so while i'm in here what do i want to do i guess i should also mention Uh-oh. that you smell molasses mm. um, and that probably kind of brings up some weird dreamlike memories for you all mm. um, yeah this place just reeks of it all right so the walls of this tank mm-hmm. what's the material it's made of metal but metal strips or something if there's if there's molasses seeping through yeah like big big plates of of sheet metal that have been bent and and riveted into place okay and it's it's sort of the the seams between those that you're seeing just little beads of of molasses that have formed these streaks down the sides and that the the tank has clearly been painted molasses brown in a way that that makes it a little less obvious that it's leaking you hold wear a red shirt when going into battle thing uh-huh <laughs> yeah does it look rusted is it oxidized like is it is there wear and tear here you know what i mean like mm. where the rivets are do you have an attack that's related to sort of examining the the construction yeah so i think this will be a mind attack and you know i took i took a quirk that means one thing and it can also mean another i will i will use my skill (laughs) of ship engineering okay and an edge from my experience with commercial shipping maybe Mm -hmm. and so that's a total of a four bold but yeah if 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 this requires subtlety i guess that's fine but i mean we're kind of here under the auspices but like something is weakening right like this thing probably hasn't been maybe it's maybe it's always been leaking sugar's corrosive metal oxidizes i know what happens when metal stays wet forever because that's what happens on ships (laughs) although i guess molasses is hydrophobic 
Does it's, it? it's water soluble. Yes, right. So, but it's it's probably pretty. Eh, not sure. Um, yeah, found a lot of molasses hanging out on ships. So it is going to. Hmm, what can it boost with here? You're coming over the four. It can block that. Okay. It is going to sacrifice its edge of anarchist postings in order to block this. As you're looking at this at this tank, this doesn't help you gain any clues to the to the cut up men's plan, but as as you're looking at this thing, you become increasingly sure that there's this thing doesn't need a bomb. Hmm. Okay. It's it looks like it's been mended like recently. Someone's gone over and like done a good job at treating the seals, like at treating the seams. So someone has clearly you can see like fresh work done to like patch anything that had holes in it and stuff, and it's still like shiny and and new, and yet it's leaking already. Um, this thing doesn't seem like it's huge and like when you tap on it it doesn't sound sturdy enough like it's clearly held together for a while now but it looks like they built it on the cheap or in a rush um and uh you see kind of in a in a bucket off to one side that's um got a rag in it um, that was presumably used for you. You know, you've worked on on ships. You know, kind of that you needed to clean the insides of boilers and fuel tanks and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's got a rag on it that's clearly used to to as part of the cleaning process of the inside of this between loads, maybe. Um, and there are bits and pieces of metal in there that are just like flakes that have come off of the inside, which to you sounds like spalling. It sounds like whatever what. The, the amount of shifting that this thing is doing with temperature and pressure and whatever is enough that like little bits of it are flaking off, which is not good. Not what's supposed to be happening. Not for, yeah. So I'll, I'll lean in to Lorenzo. Yeah. So you, you did more wear on its wits. Okay. Lean in to Lorenzo and say, hey, this, this place doesn't even need a bomb. Look, there's... It's recently sealed, but still leaking. It's in bad shape. Look, there's metal shards flaking. This place, this place doesn't need any help. This is gonna happen anyway. Try as they might, they'd all lose the fight against the dark and tidal mound. Houses would tumble the L track. Next time on Tabletop Garden, the Great Molasses Flood. I'm a I'm a sturdy sort of person, accustomed to holding on things in uncertain circumstances. When he had one too many, he kept saying uh, that the whole thing was going to burst open or something. Because uh, when I do my report, we're going to have to make damn sure that this thing is still standing. Capitalism sucks. Have a very nice day. Rosette Diceless was created by Future Proof Games and can be found at rosetterpg.com. Our theme song is Great Molasses Disaster by Robin Egner and Parlor Game, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 license. You can find more on Tabletop Garden at tabletop.garden, and you can support my work and get episodes early at 
patreon.com slash Gregory Avery Weir.